beats Battlestar Galactica. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Culture Cast. I can't help but smile when I see your face. How's everybody doing? How's my co-host doing? What's up, bud? Oh, man, not a lot. What's going on? Not much, man. It's been a while. Life has kept us from doing this. We did want to do this a little more often than what we have, but yeah, Noah, um, I mean, you just got a new house, so you've been doing that. Um, yeah, we just haven't had time, so <laughs> um, how you doing, bud? Oh, man, doing good, been busy, um, been getting settled in. We got settled in last week in the new crib, so that's been busy, but yeah. Pretty good other than that. Awesome. Nice job. Uh, house looks cool. I'm glad you guys are getting settled. And I miss the crap out of you. I know, dude. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd planned coming down July, and then you got all these visitors coming. So I was like, I'm not going to. Because what do you got? How many weeks of vacation do you have, too? Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be that guy that comes and spends a whole week, and you feel like you have to take a whole another week off because i know you guys plan on coming for christmas and stuff so it's like you know don't want to force you to take all this time off yeah so for those that don't know i am on the east coast and noah is in the midwest so we're about 15 hours away from each other which sucks because we get to see each other like once maybe twice here at the most um so anyways um yeah things been good how's your weekend been good um it's been stormy it's supposed to storm a lot so nice. we've been kind of getting everything ready for that we we're gonna put flowers out um because we have like a big flower bed now but we can't do that obviously because of the storm so yeah just missouri weather you remember how missouri weather was one oh, week yeah. is one week is snowing then the next week is in the 70s and it's literally just been a roller coaster but um yeah getting ready for the storms coming in and uh yeah that's that's about it nice all right what have you been up to not much man um been playing a lot of witcher actually lately um which gets me into the next thing what have you been playing man Mm. um so i haven't been playing a whole lot because i I got into a fiction series called um, the Stormlight Archives, and so I'm re- I purchased all the books. I'm reading through the first book right now. I'm almost done with it. It's a 1,200-page book, and I've finished it in about a week and a half. So I'm like kind of dedicating to this fiction series. Um, and when I have been able to play, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring on the side. That's pretty much it. But I've been doing mostly reading. That's pretty much all I've been doing. Nice. Right on. Well, we're going to just get right into this, guys. We basically have two topics today, movies and games. So um, we're going to combine a bit of Marvel and then we do have one DC, which we'll just jump right into that right now. Um, Both of us have went and watched The Batman with... um, is it Robert, Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? Yeah, that's right. Um, my thoughts, fantastic. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say this, but this might be my favorite Batman movie. And that means over the um, Michael Keaton Batmans, the Christian Bell, all that, like, this might be my favorite Batman movie of all time. Like it is shot beautifully. Like I, I don't even, I can't contain myself without fantastic. It was shot. Like it just, it was shot. Well, the story was great. Being able to see Batman like two years into being Batman. Um, so he's young. He's like really gritty. You get to see the dark version of Batman. Um, and he's just a bad A. <laughs> um, yeah, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, it is the best Batman film to date. I think I can confidently say that. 
Um, so I I went back because Batman Begins used to be my favorite Batman. Um, I liked it better than Dark Knight. I liked it better than Dark Knight Rises. Um, and I went and watched the Batman last weekend, and I turned on Batman Begins. Um, this week I watched Batman Begins to go back and see, you know, where it ranked after watching the Batman. And um, I'm not gonna lie. So I like Christian Bale. I think he was a good Batman. But Robert Pattinson was phenomenal. Um, I mean, whenever I think of Batman, like the character that we got from Robert Pattinson is immediately who I think of this gritty guy. Derek and I kept saying that he looked kind of emo. Um, yeah. and, and I loved it. Like he was just this dark, gritty guy. And I think he filled the role perfectly. Uh, I personally now in one film with Robert Pattinson think that he's the best Batman that's ever played. Um, I, I know Christian Bale is phenomenal. You know, Michael Keaton was too, but to me, I think that Robert Pattinson kind of just ties who Batman is together as of like, as a superhero and as a person, I think he killed it. Um, and there's so many other cast members that we could talk about that I was so pleased to see, but Robert Pattinson absolutely slayed his role as Batman. Yeah, so I was actually going to say, um, let's see, one, one of the reasons why we like doing this is for perspectives, and Noah's 20, I'm 37, so we can give different perspectives on different topics. And I was going to ask you, being you are 20, born after 2000, have you seen or went back and watched any of the older Batmans like um, Batman, Batman Returns? Batman, yeah, no, I've watched like, all of them. The ones with like George Clooney, Michael Keaton. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm a, I'm a, people don't know this about me, but I'm a huge Batman fan. Like he's actually growing up, he was my favorite superhero like ever um so yeah i've watched all of them gotcha okay Even like the animated ones and stuff well so one thing i'll say going into the movie i think a lot of people were afraid that um they weren't going to be able to see him in any differently than the twilight character that he plays which has in a sense scarred him because a lot of people when they watch a movie of his that's all they can see is him yeah. playing that vampire um but when i watched this film i didn't even think about twilight like i was like dude this guy is the real deal seeing his face and the way that he had his hair um in a couple scenes like made me instantly think of him in twilight but um naturally naturally i mean there's i don't think there's any way around that but like you said through the whole movie like i didn't think once about him and twilight like, i saw i saw him as as bruce wayne Mm -hmm. i loved it every single second of it yeah it'll i'll be curious to see how they advance his story because you can tell that he's not yet the best detective he's there's some things he missed um but you can also see he did pick up a lot of stuff and um i'll be curious to see where they go with that mm. i do want to note too before we move on um Andy Circus is Alfred. Please. Oh yeah, every yeah. day of the week, give me that. Uh, I've, I will say this too. Every Batman I've watched um, since I've been aware of Andy Circus for years, I have like I've, I've pictured Andy Circus as Alfred. Like I've always wanted that. Um, just because to me, Andy Circus like fits the character of Alfred, and he killed it as Alfred. And then uh, Paul Dano for mm. the riddler oh my gosh gosh that Dude. guy i don't they could not have casted a better character to play the riddler he killed it like and i will say this i hated um i hated his character because he was a psychopath and he creeped me out like there was you know that scene where he was locked in that room and he was like like he's creepy he was super creepy in that scene but so i hated him as a character but oh my gosh they i don't i really don't think they could have casted anyone better for that role yeah, it was, it was crazy good. And, and, you know, it should make you feel that way if they're a good enough actor. So mm. the fact that he was able to make you actually creeped out, that's props. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, and then who was the guy that played Penguin? What's his name again? 
Oh, Colin Farrell. That was shocker because that guy's ripped. Yeah, yeah, he. I, he's unrecognizable like the prosthetics and makeup they did like you cannot even tell that it was Colin Farrell but uh yeah man that was that was a fantastic movie it's definitely crept up like I said it might be my favorite Batman movie now so what do you rate it nine out of ten and I I say nine just because it was stretched maybe just a little longer than it needed to be. Um, but still, yet yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what about you? I would have to see a complete masterpiece in order to give it a 10. Like I don't to me, when it comes to ranking movies, I think a nine is as good as it gets. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's been a 10 out of 10 movie. I don't know if I've ever seen one that I could say that's definite 10 out of 10, but it's definitely, I guess I haven't seen The Godfather, Um, but it's definitely a nine for me. Right on. All right. So yeah, that's, that's our little discussion of Batman. We're going to move on to Marvel because there's a few things um, floating around in Marvel right now. Um, Morbius. Did you watch it? Not yet. I think I'm, I might go see it next weekend. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners or for you. Um, I'll just talk briefly about it. Um, it was good. It wasn't great. But I don't know. That's kind of the way I feel about like the Sony Marvel movies lately. Like um, the Venom vs. Carnage movie, it was okay. It was fantastic seeing Carnage like really come to life and look the way he should, unlike the old Spider-Man 3 Carnage that was mm-hmm. terrible. Um, or no, actually, no, we've never seen Carnage on screen. I was thinking of the original Venom in Spider-Man 3. That was yeah. rough. Oh, I Carnage, about this is the first time we've seen Carnage on screen. Yeah. And he looked fantastic but so does venom like they if they did get anything right it's the way that the people look and going back to morbius um the way that his face switches from like his face to the vampire face like that's some fantastic cgi it looks great and the way it's shot is great like the the cinematics all together is fantastic but it was just missing something. I don't, I don't know, like, it just didn't like really keep me intrigued the whole movie. Like if it wasn't for some of the action and like I said, the, the cinema crop, I can't even speak. Um, I know what you're trying to say and I'm yeah. not gonna try to say it. Yeah, I, I don't know, know why I can't it. say that word right now. Um, but anyways, like cinematically, it looked fantastic. Um, there was just something missing in the story that just couldn't really fully keep me in. Um, mm. Do you have any like pre thoughts before you go see it? Well, you and I talked and um, you asked if I was going to see it. And I said, I don't know. Cause of the ratings. Um, and you were like, dude, I, I would not, you, I, you told me that you don't watch movies based off the ratings. Yeah. Um, like straight up. Exactly. What I said was if I based movies off ratings i would never go watch any movies period yeah. because so many movies get very bad ratings and they turn um, out yeah. being very amazing so yeah so i um i this one they're right on though sorry okay well so i was skeptical i was skeptical um and like i'm a marvel guy like i have to watch everything marvel even if yeah. i don't like it yeah. so i'm gonna sure. i was gonna go see it regardless like there's no doubt about that um it's just you know, how much I actually cared about it. I didn't, and I still, to be honest, don't, I, I will say this. I think they overhyped it. Um, definitely, it, definitely. It was so overhyped. And and here's what I've, I always say this whenever a movie is hyped up like that is, um, if they don't produce and if it does not reach the hype, then they shoot themselves in the foot every single time they do that. Because in the future, they can't expect to release, you know, and of course it's, you know, Marvel. They, 
can hype up whatever they want and it's going to get a, a big pull. But I think that it does put a bad taste in people's mouth whenever they overhype a movie. It comes out, it's not that great. And then in the future, whenever another movie is hyped up, people are kind of skeptical because they'll look back and say, hey, they did the same thing with Morbius and, you know, look at it. So I don't know how much I really care about it. Gonna go see it. Um, and after I see it, I'll kind of get my thoughts on it then. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a girl I watch on YouTube, Polly, she does little mini reviews on movies and she bases her movies basically off like, um, as far as seeing it in theater, like no, like a $5 night or pay full release money or wait to stream. Gotcha. And I would be torn between, honestly, if you can see it on like one of those nights where it's like a $5 or, um, or waiting till it hits digital to stream. Like, I don't think it's worth the full price of a ticket to watch in the theater so with disney plus every marvel movie goes out i think two months after its release i've made it my rule that if a movie is overhyped or anything and if there's you know if i don't if i'm not very interested in it then i will not go to the theaters i'll just wait till it comes to disney plus and i'll watch it then and well, i think i'm pop that's true with most marvel movies but the sony ones they're not hitting disney plus uh, at least for a long time like okay for instance um spider-man no way home is going to like paramount or showtime or one of those first before it goes to disney plus okay but i See, think I that's because that. of stinking sony and one of my big beefs with these movies was by Sony is they're trying to set up the Sinister Six, the Sinister Six for um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're rushing it. And so I don't think the quality of these movies are that great because they're just trying to get them out to get the Sinister Six. And I don't know what the rush is. And the only thing I could think of is that they have so many actors on contracts and they're trying to get the movies out while they're still on a deal. Uh, but even at that, you would think if they worked it right, that the actors wouldn't go anywhere um, if they knew what the, what it was building towards. So I think it's a little bit of that. And I think it's the fact that Spider-Man is already on his third movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Okay, so, what's your background? I have to ask. I Can you move your head? What? Oh, <laughs> okay. Yep. So I saw... I had no clue what that was. Let's yeah, I couldn't that. find anything that really spread the screen. But um, if you want to notice our backgrounds um, on future episodes from now on, we're going to try and just include something from what we're talking about. Um, so he's got Hogwarts Legacy. I've got Thor from Thor Love and Thunder. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. What you got? Yeah, so that was Morbius. Whatever. Let's about all i can say so we'll move on to thor love and thunder man i am pumped for this movie thor has easily become my favorite marvel character of all time let's he tie made... this together with with the new doctor strange which Ugh. one are you more pumped pumped to see love and thunder or doctor strange love because and thunder. oh really because oh, the yeah. doctor strange the trailers for that movie oh my goodness it well, looks yeah. like it's going to be phenomenal yeah so like I was saying, Thor might be my new favorite Marvel character. He may have surpassed Ghost Rider, which I thought would never happen. Um, Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie ever made. That movie is glorious. And Thor's humor and his powerfulness, like, together, it, I don't know, like, these. I'm just so pumped for Thor. <laughs> So can we talk about Loki too? Because I know Loki was building something into this. Um, what do you think is going to pull, be pulled from Loki into Love and Thunder? Because I know that there's going to be, it's not just two separate things. I know that this built into Love and Thunder somehow. Um, I'm, just, I'm just curious to see how. I don't think Loki, 
I don't think Loki is going to tie into Love and Thunder as much as it will tie into um, Doctor Strange. I think it's going to tie into Doctor Strange more just for the simple fact that at the end of Loki, we got, I can't even think of his name right now, the villain. Yeah. Um, but he's um, messing and, with time yeah. and all that. And so oh, I think yeah. it's going to tie uh, what into. What is his name? Uh, the Conqueror? Or, yeah, or... yeah, Kang. Kang, Kang the yeah, Kang. Yeah, so I feel like that's going to tie in more with Doctor Strange than Thor. Thor is going to have Gore the God Butcher, which I'm super pumped. Um, he's like a, a villain of um, Thor's. He like goes to different planets, like killing gods. He wields a sword called the All Black, which is actually owned prior by I can't think of his name, but he's the one that created like the symbiotes, like Carnage, Venom, those type of things. So yeah, we'll get to see that sword, which is pretty cool. You know the yeah. worst part about all this is we can't see any of them together. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Do you just go by yourself or does Ashlyn go with you? No, I go by myself. Okay. Well, That's these loud. bigger ones, yeah, she goes too. Man. Uh, so what, April 6th is Doctor Strange? Right? I think so, yeah. Wait, and no, then... it's already past April 6th. No, yeah, it's, it's just... not April 6th. I think it's I, next... May 6th. That's yeah. what it was. May, May 6th, I'm pretty sure. And then Thor, Love, and Thunder is in June or July. Um, yeah. But yeah, we also get to see Lady Thor. Um, which is super fantastic because it's going to be played by uh, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster. So, and in the comics, she like, she gets cancer and she's dying and they turn her into a lady. I don't remember exactly, mm. but I think this is going to go by, she's dying from the, um, red stuff from thor the dark world that she the ether that gets a hold of her i think that they're going to use that as what's killing her maybe it gave her cancer but dude i'm pumped for lady thor oh i am too um yeah i'm i'm loving thunder is definitely after dr strange of course dr strange is my next big big movie that i'm yeah we'll just go right into that yeah let's just go into that um so May 6th, it comes out, the trailers for it. I mean, I don't think if you go to movies at all, you probably, if you've went to any movies recently, it's, you've definitely saw the trailer for it. Um, every, every theater is putting trailers out for it. Um, but this is another movie where the hype is, to, I think it's crazy. The hype for this movie is crazy. Um, and really all the Dr. Strange movies have produced, I've not been disappointed with a single one. Like, they're great um so this one well oh, this is first... just this is the second one there's I only there been one doctor strange is this the second one or i thought there was three no this is the second one okay i thought this was a third one um either way mul yeah. what, multi multiverse man and madness in the multiverse or something like that um it looks phenomenal um uh, i definitely will be go seeing it probably the weekend it comes out um but what's your expectations for this movie oh man i'm pumped for it man like um this one is following the events from wandavision and um spider-man no way home where at the end you saw him trying to contain basically the multiverse falling apart i guess and because yeah, we got um scarlet witch and she's gonna be the this villain one. in yeah. this movie yeah and dude I, I fully believe that she's the most powerful human being in the entire marvel series yeah yeah like she's... there's <laughs> I, I mean wandavision you love you watch that show i loved that show that show was awesome but the power that we saw in that show that she was literally controlling like I don't even remember what it's called, but she literally basically controlled everything like a television show. Like mm -hmm. she put these giant barriers up and went in this, like she's powerful, man. And I'm so excited to see um, how that plays out. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I think we're going to get the Illuminati in this, which originally, like in the comics, I think the Illuminati consisted of like um, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, um, Professor X, and maybe Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Um, but yeah, I and, and in the trailer, you even hear Professor X's voice in the background. So yeah. finally, we're getting uh, X Men into the MCU. So that's going to be cool. Um, Did you feel this way at all? To me, um, the newest Spider Man um, was uh, Home, No Way Home. That did that kind of feel like a doctor strange movie a little bit the way that it was the way it was structured to me almost felt like i was watching a a, and i think that's probably why i I was thinking that there was two others before this one but that one kind of felt like a doctor strange type movie in a a Um, way i mean and marvel's done good with with that like a lot of their movies have another big character in them you know like um with the first spider-man having iron man in it and mm-hmm. um captain america winter soldier you know having bucky falcon yeah black widow you know i, um, I love i love movies and i love books and my book that I, the book i'm reading right now does this a ton and i love it whenever i see this in books and movies but whenever it's it's tracing a, a specific character and we see other characters interweave through like their stories are interweaving through this one person's story i think that's the coolest thing and i love whenever um movies do it and books do it and that's like you said something that we see all the time with marvel it's like these there's individual characters are being weaved into the series and it's oh it's fantastic yeah and this is um gonna be marvel's like first take at a horror film basically yeah this is gonna be crazy. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about Moon Knight for a minute because Ooh, yeah. you you said horror, and I'm not gonna lie, man. The first two episodes of Moonlight, in both of them, I've been a little bit creeped out. Have you? That character, uh, what's that that Egyptian god's name? Your lighting is really strong, by the way. Um, yeah, I got a window right here. I forget what's what's the Egyptian god's name in Moon Knight. You? Con- yeah, that guy's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, I've been I got a little bit creeped out on the first two episodes um, which by the way I love Moon Knight um, I think that he's a super dope character mm-hmm. uh, what we've seen in these first two episodes are sick but uh, yeah and it's it's funny to me because we we're just talking about horror um, this movie's there this series kind of seems a little bit dark and it's kind of eerie a little bit do you feel that way yeah, and we're starting to get, get into a little bit of some darker themes with um the mcu because at the end of the eternals they introduce uh, i can't think of his name now but he is part of i think the midnight suns and you hear blade's voice in the background yeah um and blade is part of the midnight sun so i think soon we're going to get ghost rider finally Mm. uh in the mcu um there's starting there's going to be some darker tones in the mcu and i'm i'm here for it yeah i'm here for it too um and that character that's playing steven slash mark um i what's his name is oscar Uh, oscar something oscar something he's killing it man i really like him a lot um i think his i think his character's cool i think it's going to be cool to see how he develops but yeah there's a lot of stuff going on the mcu they're always dropping tv series on disney's um you know loki hawkeye wandavision moon knight uh what else have we got on the disney falcon Falcon and winter soldier soon we're going to be getting she hulk yeah uh Uh, they had the what if series miss marvel i mean they're pumping stuff out constantly and man not uh, we have a lot to talk about in the future in future episodes um they're giving us content and i'm i'm here for it yeah definitely um all right you got anything else on marvel i don't think so 
All right, we're going to move on to games, which we're really only going to just talk about one game, but then we're going to talk about a service, two games. Um, but yeah, we want to talk just a slight bit about Hogwarts Legacy. Um, before we get into this, Noah, what's your background on the whole Harry Potter universe? Zero. Okay. All right. So I've never read the books, but I've watched all the movies and then I've watched the Fantastic Beast movies. Now, this has nothing to do with either. <laughs> this is set in the 1800s, I believe the late 1800s. Um, so this is before Fantastic Beasts, which is in the 1920s. This is before Harry Potter, which is in the 1990s. So this is a fresh take on the Harry Potter universe, I guess you could say. And I'm all for it, man. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is from Avalanche, which used to be under Disney. They were owned by Disney. And so I don't really know how I feel about that because all they've done is put out a bunch of like Disney type games, <laughs> like Infinity, uh, Pixar's type stupid stuff that I would never play in my life. Um, but here recently they've been bought by Warner Brothers. And so this will be their first game under Warner Brothers. And I'm pretty stinking excited because I'm a pretty big Harry Potter fan in the universe. So yeah um i watched one harry potter film i forget which one it was um i did like it and here's the thing i know if i committed to it i know i would be all about it uh, i just am busy with so many other things that i don't really have the time to commit to it because Mar i mean like we just talked about marvel's always producing um these book series i'm reading right now um but i eventually plan to get into harry potter but i have a couple complaints with what i've seen from this game um as far as you know frequently asked questions go and, and the response to them uh, my first complaint is that there's no online or co-op at all i'm um, fine with that i'm not i think that i so i really think that now any game that comes out has to have some sort of co-op or multiplayer unless it's a linear eight-hour game that a, a company just puts out for people to play for enjoyment but when there's a game this hyped up um, and with, I mean, the possibilities of a co-op game like this are endless. I mean, they could do a million different things with multiplayer co-op. So that's my first problem. I think that this would be a game well worth investing into a co-op because a lot of people play games only to play with their friends. And I think that it would boost their sales a lot if they did co-op and or added a multiplayer uh, because a lot of people would get it so they could play with their friends. Um, so that's my first problem with it. Um, I and this isn't really a problem. This next one, I'm just after playing Elden Ring, my expectations for any video game has shot up uh, because the game was so open. It was, and I talked about this in one of my podcasts a couple of weeks ago. But um, Elden Ring kind of set the stage for now modern games. Like um, I talked about it in the last episode that I did on Hogwarts or whatever, but uh, I don't care for games that we've seen in the past. So like Fallout, um, when I love these games, even Skyrim, where they give you a quest and you go and do the quest. And while you're going to do that quest, another side quest might pop up. It's like, they, it's like set to where you have to do this and this and this in this order. Uh, like, you know, all Bethesda games are pretty much that way. Do this stuff in this order. Side quests, you can do whatever. But in order to progress the main story, you almost have to, you have to do it in a specific order. Um, and then I played Elden Ring and it, you literally step outside and it gives you nothing. There's no quest. There's, there's an NPC you can talk to and you go talk to that NPC and he gives you like an idea what you need to go do, but there's no quest markers. There's literally all you have to figure it out. You have to go figure everything out. And I think that's why I was so invested in that game is because it threw you in the middle of the world and you had to go figure everything out. Um, and so I think that, I really think that it would benefit places, gaming companies and developers to start making games that way um, to where you throw, a, you throw a player in the game and have them figure it out. Um, so I'm just curious to see, and plus I don't know a whole lot of, about Avalanche. Um, I, I just, 
I don't know. I'm almost worried that this game's going to be overhyped and that it's not going to meet the hype. I think it's going to be a cool game. I just don't know if I, I don't know if it's going to meet the hype that it's, that's being produced right now. That those are just kind of my thoughts on it. First off, I'm going to put a huge puke emoji face over your face for this entire segment. I'm just kidding. No, um, I disagree just for the fact that I think that this universe, their fans are going to be all for this. And being that Harry Potter alone is still the best selling book series of all time. The movies have done absolutely incredible. I think that the core universe is going to be fully invested in a story only game they they're not going to care anything about co-op multiplayer anything like that because i think that they're probably the type more like me i think where that's the last thing they want to play they want to play something they can fully immerse themselves in without having to worry about some idiot over here or well okay so and let me specify i'm not saying an open world where multiplayer where you know players can hop in I, what I was saying, and I do agree, like there should be a full story mode that someone can immerse themselves. If, I mean, that's what gaming is. But I do think they could have added a feature, a lobby. They could have added different lobbies you could go into um, outside of like the single player world where that would have, I think that would have been tremendously beneficial. Because like I said, people like playing with friends. Um, and so, yeah, I just, and like you were saying, um, you, I do know, and you know that there's a lot of Harry Potter fans that are probably drooling over this game, like they finally get a video game. But to me, how much of that gives, you know, Avalanche an opportunity to kind of slack a little bit? Because it doesn't matter what kind of content they put out, people are going to play it. And they know that. They know that they don't have to come out with this absolute killer game. They know that if they, you know, pumped out a totally trashy game with terrible graphics, that it would still sell and people would still play it because it's a harry potter game uh so it, those are my just kind of concerns about it that i feel like it's i, th- I feel like it's being overhyped and i feel like that's a big task to throw on a, a company like avalanche maybe from what i've seen it looks fine i don't really see anything lagging in it or anything is that, there gameplay out right now yeah there's like a whole 15 minute gameplay video really? on ign okay i'll have to go um, check that i didn't even see it yeah from the uh playstation event that was just not too long ago yeah okay. and i mean it looked fantastic it looks like it plays well i could see room for some co-op as far as like maybe if you want to duel with somebody with your wand or you know that's what i'm saying some, something like that but other than that, I think this is just strictly full on dig in, screw everybody else. Like, I don't want to play with anybody else. I want to play by myself, and that's it. I also think it, I wonder too if it's a linear game or if it's going to be play, yeah, after you beat it, you can open world um, after you beat it. Cause I, they said it's open world, mm-hmm. um, but that could still mean that you know, after you beat the game, there's only so much you can do. Um, and for me, if you make an open world game, cause I'm really big. Like if I'm going to spend money on a game, I, I don't spend money on linear game. Do you know what I mean when I say linear games? Oh yeah. A so, game that's going to be 10, 12 hours and you're done and you progress like a robot. Yeah. I don't play I, linear games either. Well, so what I'm saying is fallout four is a linear game. It's linear. You beat it. And then there's stuff you can do afterward, but no, I mean, it's it's, there's not a lot world. of. It's a full open. But world it's game. a linear story, is what I'm saying. Doesn't so, have to be. Yeah, well, the main story, yeah, it does. I mean, because like only... you were saying earlier, as far as advancing, like you have to do this, this. I've went completely off the rails on that game. But you fail a bunch of quests, and you don't get to do a lot of certain stuff in the game. Well, that's the point. That's it's the game's made for choices for you to make choices so that's why if you make this choice you can't do that other part because yeah i don't know i still feel like even at that though it's still almost can it almost suffocates what you it's can just do. game progression though 
Like yeah. the game has to progress in a sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but man, I'm telling you, like, yeah, yeah. I won't, I'm not going to keep comparing games to Elden Ring uh, because that's unfair, but there's going to be no other game that compares to Elden Ring unless they do what they did, what From Software did. Like, you can't, I, you legitimately cannot compare another game to that because you can do whatever that, if you wanted to, you could go, you could fight, like, and I know you have to beat certain bosses to progress the map, but I mean, as a, as a low level, you can go do high level stuff that you're totally unprepared for and get slaughtered. And if as a low level, you could go out, go to a specific place in the map and kill a demigod and try to kill a demigod, you probably won't, but you could try over and over again and say that you did, you're going to get the reward. And like, to me, being thrown in that open world and be able to do whatever the heck you want. Uh, I think that's what people want. Um, and maybe not in all cases, but for me, when I think of this Hogwarts game, I, I almost feel like that's kind of what would work. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'll have to watch the gameplay on it. It'll be interesting to see what they do as far as like the main story goes and whatnot. Um, but I am very interested to see if it does reach the hype because uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to. Do you think it's going to reach the hype? I got to see more. I don't know. I don't. I personally, I don't think it's that hyped. I don't Dude, really it, it hear is. anything about it um, unless I look for it. Yeah, no, uh, I hear I hear it all the time being hyped. But I don't know. And as far as like you were saying, being able to go and face whoever you want, you can do that in almost any game. Like Fallout 4, for instance, you can go fight people that you're going to get completely obliterated by or you could sit there and fight them for 45 minutes and eventually beat them well um, but here's what i'm saying is certain quests won't even activate till you get to you know what i mean you have to go through certain other things you could go to that place but nothing's going to happen until you activate another quest well yeah but i think where you say all games need to be like that i don't think no all no no, no. not all like games that. i don't know but the but whenever an open world RPG, yes, I think definitely. I, I'm totally cool with linear games where, because I still love linear games. I'll still play linear games, uh, and there's a place for that. But I think for an open world RPG, um, I think they need to loosen up the kind of you, we tell you what to do and you go do it. I think there needs to be a little more freedom than what there is now. I agree. I agree. There should be it should be loosened up some, but those games are still full open world games that's i mean that's what they're um titled under that's what they are like a linear game is literally a game where you you walk literally there is no way to go you can't go here you cannot go here you can't go here you like you have to go up this road jump this crate like yeah that's, no, i that's, know I can't do that. <laughs> but I've I almost tried. feel like I almost feel like some of the stories in open RPGs are that way. Not all of them, but I think that yeah. there's there are some that are like that. Um, and for me, I just don't think that's the place for an open RPG, open world. Yeah, RPG. I think they've gotten away from that a lot um, over the years. There could be some more freedom of choice, but I think that they do really kind of put a handle on some of that so you do make certain choice not certain choices but you do have to make choices because they want you to replay it and so if you make this choice well now you're going to play again and make another choice to see how it goes in that direction right that, that's one of the main reasons why i think is they do it is for replayability um like the witcher 3 for instance is phenomenal at that there's so many choices you can make in like dialogue and you have no idea until the end of the game when you're like oh, oh crap yeah crap why did i say this why did i tell them yeah let's do this or why did i send that person there because well now they're dead <laughs> right um so yeah it's, it's crazy but anyways <laughs> We found something we almost disagree on. Oh, fantastic. It's about um, time. 
Yeah. Well, um, I guess we agree on Xbox versus PlayStation. Yeah, so let's just get right into our next topic here, guys. <laughs> nice segue. I feel like this is almost episodic at this point. If you... Xbox is better. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> if you have been around and were in our other podcast prior to us starting the video version and all that, we've debated between xbox all the previous episodes you just heard me slaughter brandon's playstation debate and that's all it's been i need you to formulate a good a good argument as to why playstation has any weight against xbox let's hear it first party titles much better i rather play games like spider-man i don't think god of war um Halo. Look at how, yeah, and I know Halo. this isn't your. Halo's that's what I'm saying. Stupid. It's not for you, but look at how big Halo is. Well, yeah, it's, huge. It's, it's it massive. Is huge, but it's. Uh, I wouldn't compare it to being. It's not a. It's a. It's an online. It's an online game. It's not a. The, old, the earlier ones weren't. I don't. The, the earlier been, ones, as far as I can remember. Well, because I went back and played one and two and reach and those were linear games i mean that's just how they work but i mean you look at how big they are i mean i don't yeah, think they are huge and, and you're right halo itself the word alone is massive they have a tv series coming soon to paramount plus yeah it's massive but i still think that sony has better first person or not first person but um studio games i guess like the last of us massive god of war massive spider-man massive um the new one uh horizon zero dawn um amazing um i don't know i just think that their first party games are just way better yeah that's just my opinion no i agree but um, I agree to an extent. But console itself is just pers- that's personal preference. No, it's it's an objective. Xbox is better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been on that front here lately, um, which we'll just get right into it. So Xbox obviously has Game Pass, the best gaming like that there is right now. Honestly, it's like the best thing to do right now. If you want to play games, get Xbox Game Pass brand new titles hit game pass all the past games you can play um streaming download whatever like game pass is like where you want to be if you want to play video games right oh yeah hands 100 nothing compares no now oh here we go come on you you left me so happy and then you have to say now well you're gonna you're gonna (sighs) be happy when i finish this all right so PlayStation finally announced their service to compete with Xbox Game Pass. What's this for? Because it doesn't really compete (laughs) with Game Pass, and I'll tell you why. So they decided um, they're going to package their PlayStation now with PlayStation Plus. So first off, you get the essential, which is basic playstation now as is the way it is right now okay um and i believe that's like playstation plus 9.99 per month or whatever i think it's like 60 or 70 or something like that a year now the next one up is the extra which includes ps now where you can stream like three to four hundred games i think in total then above that is premium which that one is $17.99. The other one's $14.99. The other one's $9.99. Premium gives you all that PS Now has, plus I think another 300 games um, on top of what PS Now has now. And you can play games back to like PS3, PS2. I don't know about PS1, but you can go back and play old games. Plus it gives you cloud gaming as well. Now, the reason why I say this does not compete is because Sony's made it very clear they are not having day one games go to 
this service like Xbox Game Pass does. Game Pass, like for instance, when Starfield hits, you're going to be able to play that on Game Pass. About. When, when the next Fallout game comes out, boom, day one, Game Pass. This is not, this is strictly going to be a streaming service tied into your online monthly subscription. Nothing more. That's it. So what's different than PS Now? It's different That's basically all because PS now was. they are adding more games um, and then your package price is with PlayStation Plus. So mm. it's going to save you a few dollars, but, and you're going to get cloud gaming, you know, but besides that, it, it, this is not a, something to compete with Game Pass at all because like i said if you're wanting to play new games day one game pass is where it's at yeah and go ahead and glue so you did say cloud gaming um i know that xbox is cloud gaming and this is the funny thing so i can't stand microsoft uh oh same i'm all apple um and the only microsoft anything that i do like is xbox Uh, i hate microsoft computers we use microsoft at work and i hate it me too um i want mac um and so the only microsoft thing that i care about is is xbox um and i think that this cloud gaming firstly cloud gaming is huge it's a lot bigger than people actually realize there's i mean people take their stuff all over the place played on ipads whatnot and is that gonna is that kind of the route that playstation's going with cloud play you can play it on your certain devices is that what you mean when you say so but i i think maybe they're more on the side of cloud saves maybe so so Um, for me yeah that's cool but why the heck i mean i could take my ipad or my laptop and go to georgia go to your apartment and i could play my xbox if it's here at home i can literally play anywhere across the world right Um, and that's why xbox is here and playstation is here because eventually like they've mentioned you're going to be able to download the app on your smart tv and remote your controller to your tv and play on the app without even needing a console yep all you'll have is you just got to have obviously pretty good internet to be able and to stream. Pay for the subscription and pay for the subscription. You don't buy, have to buy a remote. Console. That's it. They're gonna yeah, make a there's, killing. There is no that. competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no. I mean, and here's the thing, man. Like I bash PlayStation all the time. I love PlayStation. I used to have PlayStation. I was PlayStation. Um, now, I will. I I I do still think. I, Xbox gives you the most bang for your buck. Yes. I still do think as far as processor, as far as the way that it looks, I do think PlayStation visually is better than Xbox. Personally. That's not that's false PS, because I haven't... PS5. Well, I have a next-gen console and my, my graphics look pretty much the same as a PS5. Um, they're both next-gen. So for me, graphics is, they're about the same. I think that, and okay, here's another fun, interesting thing that I found out. Supposedly, Apple is about to make their own gaming console. And the reason that that would be a big deal is because they produce their own chips. Now, we know that that Sony is having a hard time getting their hands on chips. That's why there's shortages all the time, because they can't get chips. Apple's pumping out their own chips. So, heck, you know, maybe next few years, whenever Apple has their own console, maybe we won't even be talking about Xbox and PlayStation because the superior Apple will be having, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what that's going to look like, but for them being able to produce their own chips, and I don't know if you're familiar with the M1 chip, which is in a bunch of newer um, iPads, and I think they put them in MacBooks, but the processor is nuts on those. Um so it is, you know, if Apple came along and they were independent, they didn't need chips, they made their own chips. Um, that would be interesting. I do think, I know the Xbox has shortages um, on certain consoles, I believe, with their chips, but I know that it's a lot more accessible than, a, I mean, I could go to 
the store in Springfield and pick up an Xbox S and that's it or an Xbox X, X or S. Um, whereas you can't do that with PlayStation. So that's another reason why they have a one up on them. But like you said, you're just getting a better bang for your buck. You get more, there's more to do. Um, and obviously cloud play. I don't, I just don't know how you, I guess the only, the only thing you could look at and even closely say PlayStation was better would be their own titles. And even at that, I have a hard time with that because Xbox has a lot of banger titles too. But, and here's the thing is Microsoft is buying out a ton of companies right now. Bungie, 343. They just bought out Activision, Blizzard. I mean, they're buying out everything. So, you know, in the next five, 10 years, who knows what all they're going to own. And all of these games are going to Xbox. I just think that Xbox is going to reign dominant because of the moves that they're making, unless they went into some sort of financial depression, um, they're, they own a lot of companies right now and they're, pu- they're pumping out a bunch of games on Game Pass um, and just in general. So I don't know. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to say PlayStation's close. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think hardware and my personal opinion, first party games, I think that that's where they have them. But beyond that, they're not doing anything for the player and Xbox is. So um, as far as new consoles, I'll be buying an Xbox before I buy a PS5. Just go get yourself an Xbox S or X and let's go ahead and start playing Fallout 76 tonight on Game Pass for free. No, but I want, <laughs> I want 4K. So on, uh, I know that the Xbox Series S is 1080p at best. So I want the Xbox, the box, the big box, the black box, the newest one, not the Series S, the white one, but it's the black box. X. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the same console. It it's is, this- but it's it's disc and it's got a better bigger processor and it's full on 4k where the series s i asked somebody i went to games gamestop and talked to him about it it's not 4k it's like 1080p um yeah so i don't i don't want that one okay i didn't know it It wasn't 4k yeah it's 1080p it's got high resolution but it's not 4k okay gotcha for streaming video uh no it, it says the series S upscales to 4K. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But because I know it's next gen, I thought in order to be a next gen, it had to support 4K, but maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. hey, you'll be happy. I am going Xbox before PlayStation 5. So do you know if the digital only PlayStation is 4K as well? It is. So then that's one area where PlayStation's dominant. Right. And that's and that's why I, I say I do feel like hardware wise, they are better. Yeah. Hardware. Yeah, I, um, I, I could but say that. as far as for the gamer, Xbox is like <laughs> they're they're for the gamer. They're yeah, like you said, they're spending the money on the studios to put out first party games um and here soon they are going to dominate first party whenever they put out their first when starfield comes out that's going to be first party for xbox yep fallout that's going to be first party for xbox yes like elder scrolls so eventually they are going to absolutely dominate on first party games too and then playstation is just going to be hanging by the wayside cool we got awesome hardware but our games suck yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, and I've yet to met a gamer who cared more about the um, hardware than the actual. No, I'm here for the gaming. immersive experience. That's why I still got a PS4, and I haven't upgraded because I, I, I just won't play my games. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. But uh, yeah, I will be buying an Xbox first. Let's make that sooner rather than later, because yeah. like I told you um, on the phone yesterday, it gets pretty lonesome. We used to play all the time, man. I mean, we played like every night. We'd hop on Fallout 76 for a little bit, and we haven't done that in a fat minute. Yeah, because somebody sold their PlayStation. Uh, I'm sorry. But I get it. 
Um, so yeah, that is this episode. Do you got anything else? I have nothing more. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in. We will definitely try and get these out a little more frequently. Like, like we told you in the beginning, when we started this, we wanted to be able to do this when we want and how we want. And it's um, worked. And it's worked. Um, we do want to give it to you a little more than I think it's been, it's probably been a month, right? Uh, it's been over a month, right? Yeah, it's been over a month. I would like to at least maybe every few weeks or so. Um, but it really just depends on our availability. And that's why we're doing this. When we're available, we'll record. Yeah. Um, so thanks for tuning in um, and have a fantastic week. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. My nipple tripled in size and I want to know if it's good or bad.